When I met Natasha Dawson over a year ago as a participant in a mentoring program at work, I had no idea that was the beginning of a journey that would result in me launching a podcast. But here we are. I am happy to have a conversation with Dr. Natasha Dawson on the Platinum Passport podcast. This uplifting dialogue about personal perseverance, saying yes to unexpected opportunities, and the empowering effect of a positive mentoring relationship is just the ticket to destination life inspired. I thought that before we even start talking about when you and I connected and met, that I'd like to hear a little bit about your own personal journey. My husband and I met fairly young. Of course, he wasn't my husband then. (laughs) And we had children, not super young, but younger than most people. You know, when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, my mom's (laughs) going to kill me. You know, I thought for half of a second, how am I going to make this work, right? I have a life plan. (laughs) This was not part of it. It never crossed my mind that it wasn't going to happen. It was just, okay, let's rework things. Right. Life didn't quite go as planned. <laughs> you know, I finished college on time, actually early. Wow. Had two more kids along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband joined the military. A lot of that time he wasn't here. So mm-hmm. it was me and my babies and, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to make life work and trying to get school done in the middle of the chaos that was going on. And uh, that's what it is, perseverance. And so when I hear people say, oh, I can't do this because I have kids or Mm -hmm. I can't do this because I can't afford school. I'm like, I don't want to hear any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Truly where there's a will, there's a way and you figure it out. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, graduated my master's degree. I should back up and say before I had kids, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. Did you really? I did. Um, you would have been a good lawyer, though. I can see that. I can see. I that. appreciate that. I said that was my career goal. I started school like I wanted to be a, a criminal defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Actually, my undergrad's in criminal justice. That's just not where God took me, though. And that's yeah. OK. <laughs> I ended up uh, more in a business stream of education, which I loved. Here I am. I'm young. I've got at the time I had two two children. I had my master's and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get a job and make 700,000 a year because that's <laughs> what people make, right? Of course. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> and so I went and applied at the time we were uh, moving to Maryland. I actually moved ahead of my husband just because the military likes to, to make things fun. So here I am in a state that I've never been in. I don't know anybody. I've got two little babies. I'm like, I need a job. I don't even know. I don't even know if I was there for a week. I didn't even have my stuff out of a box. <laughs> like everything was boxed. And I get a call for an interview. So I'm like, yeah, I need a job. Absolutely. Except the interview. I have no idea what I'm interviewing for. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what did I, what did I even apply for? So I Google it and I'm like, I didn't apply for this. This is, what? I, I wouldn't have applied for this. <laughs> I'm a woman of faith. So I was like, this is who called me. It was actually the only people who called me. And uh, so I worked it out and by working out, there's that perseverance again. So I didn't have anybody to watch my kids. I'm originally from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So I drove four hours. My mom drove four hours. We met in the middle and she took my babies for me so I could do the interview. Wow. I came back, dug through my boxes, (laughs) found my suit, (laughs) put it on and went to this interview. 
a hundred percent not knowing why I'm here. Yeah. Not really wanting the job. Mm-hmm. And I know people listening are probably like, why wouldn't you want the job? <laughs> so this was working with people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was just not something I had been exposed to and never crossed by my, I mean, again, I was going to be, a, I was going to be a criminal defense attorney, Exactly. but that's just not where God took me. So I got the job. I have no idea how, especially because, um, Clinice, you know, I'm a little sarcastic. So <laughs> that came out in my interview. Um, so I'm like, there's no way these people are going to give me this job. And right on the spot, they offered it to me. What? At the salary I asked for. Yes. So I accepted it, walked out and I'm like, okay, God, what are we doing? (laughs) What's the plan? And uh, I literally left with no plan. Uh, I didn't have childcare ready. I mean, I had no plan. Mm -hmm. I accepted the job because that's what I felt like I should do. God put the rest in place for me. The uh, military daycare took my children early, which if you've dealt with military daycares, you know, that never happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they even let my daughter into a class that was a little higher than her age oh, wow. um, just to be able to accept her at the time. So then I started my career working with people with disabilities. The first few months, it was a lot because it was just something I had not been around. Fast forward many, 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 many years later, <laughs> I'm still in the same field. Yes. Yes. Of course, military, we moved back and forth quite a bit. The last transfer, we ended up here in Virginia Beach and I started working, of course, for my current employer Yeah, because I don't have enough going on. I heard about the mentoring program and one of my um, chain, someone in my chain of command said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I think you'd be great at this. And I'm like, oh, I would love to have a mentor. <laughs> and they're like, no, you should probably you mentor somebody. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, why, what would I offer somebody? I am. Um, yeah, I'm fairly new here myself. And they're like, just do it. So I did it. And then I met you. <laughs> what a sweet story. I have to have you reiterate something, though. You said that you did not apply for that job. I must have applied for it, right? Because and they had my resume. Even... Yes. Yeah, I... um. I remember thinking back and like trying to figure out how, how did this happen? Yes. And I think, and it's nothing more than I think, cause I don't know, you know, just like most students coming out of college, I had debt and I was mm-hmm. like, it would be great. Okay. So back then I was very young and naive. <laughs> I was like 20, I don't know, 23, 24. And I, um, in my mind, I thought tuition reimbursement meant like they were going to give me my money. Like I already spent it. <laughs> They're going to give it to me anyway. <laughs> I, now I realize it's like they pay for you to go to school while you're working. Right, but right. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. So I think what it was is I was looking for jobs and I probably saw the tuition reimbursement on there and thought, Perfect. I could do that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I must have just not even paid attention to what the job was because I 150% know that had I been paying attention, I would not have applied exactly. for it. Exactly. And, but you have such a passion. For your oh, I love now. it. I mean, yes, like, it's I amazing. It. I love it. And so I love that story because it really is about being open. And when you allow God's hand to kind of move forward, he can take you places that you never thought that you would ever go because he definitely seemed to know you better than you even knew yourself. 
Well, I think, I think he knew where I was needed and that's where he sent me. Yeah. I'm really so glad that you shared that story. That's incredible. And just, (laughs) just to show how, how out of the box it was for me, even today, my mom will say, if you ask her, she says Mm -hmm. it to me all the time. She says, I'm so proud of the work you do. But if somebody would have told me that this is what you were going to do, I would have laughed in their face. And she said, I never in a million years with the child that I raised, (laughs) would I have said this is the career path she would have chosen. Really what your story shows is that, and I really believe this too, that every story is being written completely differently, but when we continue and we wake up and just move forward the next day, regardless of what we're going through, when you get to the other side, it's pretty amazing. Yes, it might be difficult, uh, challenging, all of that, but it's obvious from your expression, from the love that you have for your family and for the work that you do, that you really wouldn't have traded that journey for anything. Oh, definitely not. And uh, I think the lesson that I I tried to share with people from that is of course the perseverance, but the other pieces is life is maybe not going to look the way you thought it should look. And that's okay because your opinion's not as important as other people's. And by other people's, I don't mean other people. I mean, God, you know, God has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're the ones in our, in our way. right? Right. So I could have said, this is not the job that I wanted. This is not the career field I wanted. I had the ability to say that, mm-hmm. um, but that's, I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's roll with yeah. It. We'll figure it yeah. out. So yeah, that, that to me, that's the lesson. Right. Exactly. And it's beautiful because as a result of you going down that path, you and I did meet, <laughs> you became my mentor when I first met you and you were sharing with me that you had done this before. So it's obvious to me that you feel that mentoring is important. And I wanted to know, I know when you first signed up, you were like, I would like a mentor, but (laughs) in your life, have you had mentors? What has that experience been like for you? I've never had a formal mentor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I can recall. And if I do, I'm sorry, I forgot, but, um, (laughs) I've never had a formal mentor, but I've met people along my journey Mm -hmm. that I definitely would put in the mentor category. It was more of a natural thing that happened. I would say the people that impacted my life the most Mm -hmm. got on my nerves so bad when I first (laughs) met them (laughs) because, you know, they were not the yes, Mm mammers. Yes, sir. You know, they're going to tell you what are you doing? Mm -hmm. That's not a good choice. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, I've been mentored through my life. I think anybody that's made it has someone that they can say has mentored them. And I'm no different than that. And I know when you and I met, I told you that you were my first formal mentor, even though I had signed up for mentors before and other organizations, and even, you know, initially with some of my other jobs, literally, even when I signed up, I never received a mentor, but you were my first formal mentor. And our relationship, I think was just such a godsend because you came in my life at a time when professionally, you know, I was thinking about, okay, what's next? (laughs) What's going on here? And it was really nice to connect with you. I would love to know what was it like for you this past year as you've been my mentor 
you had a very unique concept of what a mentor was that I thought was really, really good. And you reminded me many times about what your role was as my mentor. So do you mind just kind of sharing what this past year has been like and what you felt like your role was as a mentor in this relationship? You know, I think a lot of times people hear the word mentor and they they see this like strong person that's like, let me show you the way, you know, and that's how people see mentors. For me, a mentor is what does the person need you to be? I try very hard when I'm in a mentor role to be that. And that's different for each person. Sometimes it is that let me show you the way Mm -hmm. person. You you know, what's funny. I don't think I've shared this with you either. Um, You know, we had that meet and greet and nobody knew who was who and who was a mentor and who was a mentee. Like everyone else, I'm sure I'm looking around the room in my head. I was picking who, who I thought I would want to mentor. Uh I think I just thought you were a mentor and it didn't cross my mind that you're a mentee. (laughs) And then, you know, when we were doing the introductions, I was like, oh gosh, I hope I'm not paired up with her. What am I going to offer her? (laughs) And then of course we got paired up. I'm like, great. And uh, not not because of anything personal. I'm just like, what am I going to offer this lady? (laughs) And, uh, you know, but again, I'm a woman of faith. So I was like, hey, if this is who I'm paired up with, I've got something she needs. Right. All right. Let's find out. Or maybe it's for me and it's going to twist. So um, anyway, you know, we met and I started talking and I was like, hey, this lady has her stuff together. That's good because um, I'm sure, you know, by now I don't I don't do messy. Right. Right. And um, I just listen to you. I think the first couple times we talked, I was like, she doesn't, she doesn't need a, let me show you the way she doesn't need that. She needs mm-hmm. a, let's sit down and figure out where you are and where you're trying to go mm-hmm. and what those pinpoints look like to get there. So I felt like more a cheerleader, definitely a cheerleader, but more than that, kind of just like, okay, okay, Clinius, let's bring it in. Mm-hmm. You have a lot mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of great thoughts, but what are we doing with them? And so I think I just kind of became your calendar. You know, this is, <laughs> this is what we're doing. And uh, I'm going to check in and make sure you had it done. And, and that's what you, I feel, hopefully what you needed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to say this too, even though you didn't ask me for people that are like, I don't have anything to offer as a mentor. Please know that that's, that's exactly the case. Everyone has something to offer Mm -hmm. someone. It -hmm. doesn't have to be a know-it-all. Sometimes it's just that cheerleader on the side saying, you've got this. We've Mm -hmm. all been through stuff. You can Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm a big fan of mentoring. Okay. It was just obvious to me from the first time that I met. You are so funny (laughs) because because after we met, we had some time together and then we had to stand up and talk about each other. And even when you said something to the effect that really she has all of these things together. And I was like, what? (laughs) She just met me. (laughs) But it was a really great experience. And you are right, because what you were for me was a great accountability partner. And this person that was because in some ways I was going through a difficult time professionally, but you were, you were the perfect person for my personality, because even in the midst of difficulties for me, I'm always like, okay, so what's the silver lining? What am I learning from this? And let's just keep it moving. We don't want to dwell there. And you were that type of mentor that was the exact same way. And you could have been a different type of person that would have been like, 
every time we got together, well, okay, so what's going on now? But you weren't, you were just like, okay, good. It seems like that she's cool with just, we're going to keep on moving. And that's every time it was a positive experience and not a downer, which some, in some cases it could have been. And that was wonderful because that is how I was able to find new ways to even challenge myself professionally. And I love that. And doing one of our conversations, I mentioned in passing that, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do this podcast. (laughs) And you just pounced on that. (laughs) You're like, okay, well, why, why don't you? And why, why can't you? And what was amazing is that I think six months before you and I met, I had had a conversation with a lady who had her own podcast. So tell me, why were you convinced that, yeah, let's move forward with that, Clonice. Let me help you make that happen. When I'm listening to people talk to me, I try very hard to find what their passion is. You had a lot of ideas, Mm -hmm. a lot of ideas (laughs) that you were working on (laughs) writing journals and books and all these speaking opportunities. And frankly, you can do all of them. Mm -hmm. When you started talking about the podcast, that light went off. Like you, I just see it. You had a vision for it. I don't know. I just was like, this is what we're supposed to be working on. I could just tell the passion was there. I'm not going to say I I saw a clear path because I was like, I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I don't know what it looks like, but we're going to figure it out. I knew that not that the other goals we weren't working on were important because I think they they had learning steps too, Mm -hmm. but uh, I could just tell this was your next step. I could see it in your eyes. Oh, that is so great. Thank you. (laughs) I know that one of the greatest gifts that you gave to me during our entire relationship, not just being a listening ear, but you'd be like, okay, so this is what we're going to be doing, working on when we meet again. And I honestly think for me, I know that when I have an assignment, (laughs) I'm going to get it done. And that was really cool being on this journey with the podcast, because every assignment that you gave me was another step to move me forward with the podcast. And I just thought that was so helpful because it was accountability. Yes, but it also was exciting. Um, I remember the first time that you heard the intro. Do you remember that? When I I played the intro and you were just (laughs) as excited. And I said, Natasha, you act like it's you. (laughs) I was excited. I am excited. (laughs) I feel like that even though this is the launching of something new, it's it's a new chapter for me, that our relationship and you being a mentor to me was so important to that. It's very powerful when you have good people in your corner that are supporting you and you use the word cheerleader earlier, cheering you on because that does definitely help to move you forward. I wanted to know in terms of you being a mentor and seeing where we are today, here we are. We're we're doing it. it. (laughs) We're making it happen. (laughs) Share what you feel about us being here in this moment, making it happen, but also what you felt as a mentor with these accomplishments and where we've come. I find pleasure in watching other people achieve their goals. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to see you bring your ideas to (laughs) fruition is like beyond exciting for me. 
you referenced me as an accountability partner a couple of times, but that I never saw myself as that because you hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I I never had to be like, Clinice, you said you were going to get this done. (laughs) You did. I never had to do that. You You got it done. That's true. What's nice to see, and I'm, I'm hoping others take away from this, is like sometimes goals seem really big because you're looking at your vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want to do. And it seems so far away and it's almost discouraging. And that's not what I wanted for you. You know, I was listening to yeah. you talk about how you had this vision and, you know, there's been steps that you've taken to try to get in that direction. But you, I don't want to say you get lost, but like life takes you in a different movements and you're like, oh gosh, that's, I have to do all these things Mm -hmm. to be able to get that. I don't have time for that right now. Really. I think what I was trying to do was show you, like, we have a map. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to the X. We just need to walk over there (laughs) and it's okay if we have a detour. So to, to walk that with you, you had a lot going on through the process, you know, personal stuff, professional stuff, Mm -hmm. and being able to say like, it's okay, Clinice. We're going to stop for a minute and you can yeah. breathe. It's okay mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to come back. And I feel like more than anything, that's probably what I think I did for you is, and I, I don't know if you saw it as that, but I did. Yeah. Because I think without that being present with everything that was going on, it would have been pushed to the back again because it's, totally it, agree. It, because it happens, you know? And I think that's probably the biggest thing I offered you was like, no, we're not putting it in the back. Let's bring it back now. You, you dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Now let's come back. Really, you did the rest yourself. I just didn't let you get lost. I was a flashlight. Instead of saying a, <laughs> instead of saying a cheerleader, I should say I was a flashlight. <laughs> I love that. And actually, you're very accurate about that because- there were times because so much was going on, you know, health issues with my father and multiple deaths in my family. It was like, wow, this has been a year. <laughs> and like you said, professional things going on. You were that light that just kept saying, but you can do this. And I know that if we wouldn't have had this relationship, I would probably have known that I wanted to do it, but I would have been like, okay, but I'm, let me put that on the back burner right now and do X, Y, and Z. That's why I believe so, I guess, strongly is the right word that it was divinely orchestrated that you and I would meet. And at this time, because you have helped me to accomplish a goal, I am fully aware that this is just the beginning And for you and I both, even as we've shared our stories together over this past year, we've both recognized that life is this journey and we're both doing our own journeys, but at the same time, able to come together and to support, laugh, (laughs) commiserate, (laughs) all of those things uh, with each other. And I just wanted to show the backstory of how I got here, because I wanted people to know that there's always a journey. When you come in somebody's life and you're like, oh, they just got there. (laughs) It's like, no, there's a real true backstory to how you're seeing me in this moment. I knew that you were the right person to help me to share that. I just want to thank you so much. I feel so honored that you and I had this time together. 
one of the assignments that you gave me was, okay, so now that we're going to do this podcast, come back, tell me what your vision is for this. And when I shared it with you, you were like, I would totally listen to that. (laughs) And I love that because that was so great. But what it also did for me is it helped me to recognize that you and I had a shared vision of what we believe the world can and should be. What we dream for everybody is that we all help each other to become really who God created us to be. And that's really so special. So I have to just thank you publicly for that and being a part of this journey of my backstory to launching something that I hope people will find very beneficial for them, inspiring, and will allow them to move forward and live the life that is so important for them to live. Like, you know, I think I shared with you, my dad always says, you know, you remember you are strategically placed and you are strategically placed. And a part of that is owning and recognizing what your destiny is and then moving forward with that. I think you have really helped me with that to get in this part of my journey uh, to this point with the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It has been an honor and a pleasure to watch you um, make this just a reality. I love it all. But what I love is the the concept of the passport and the journey, yes. because it is a journey. You know, a lot of the times we do see people on TV or whatever. We're like, oh, my gosh, they look how wonderful they are. <laughs> and you never see that journey. Mm-hmm. And it is just that, like if you go on vacation and you mm-hmm. literally just popped up on the beach, looked at it and then popped back home. What would your story be? Like I saw water, Um, (laughs) you know, so it's the journey that makes it fun. Like I missed my plane and, and then I got stuck in the airport for four hours. And (laughs) after all that, I finally got there and the beach was so beautiful, right? That's the story people want to hear because that's the reality of it. I think people just get discouraged because a lot of stories are missing that piece. It's just uh, here's the beautiful beach scene Mm -hmm. and doesn't show that they missed the airplane and (laughs) the airport got shut down for three hours because of the weather. You're so open about those stumbles and challenges and the hurdles. And I think it'll be good for people to hear a real story. Oh, Natasha, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) The world, well, the world needs more of that. What do they call it? The the raw story and not the Mm -hmm. Disneyland version. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I am thrilled that you are on the Platinum Passport podcast. I look forward to many more conversations and many more laughs with you. (laughs) And I just wanted on record, I was the first one to get a Platinum Passport stamp. (laughs) That is so true. And I am, no one will ever hold that title. That's no, me. <laughs> that is your distinction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this Platinum Passport Guest Travelogue brought to you by the Platinum Group. So you were talking about the Platinum Passport Travelogue and the answers that you gave. You're saying it's not necessarily about where you go, but what is it that makes travel enjoyable for you? Yes. So I was sitting down taking your survey very seriously. (laughs) And I'm like, where, what is my favorite trip? 
right? And so we start thinking about locations that we've been, mm -hmm. but really what it comes down to is the memories of who I was there with and how funny the stories were, uh, what I got to experience there. And, uh, you know, it really goes back to what we were saying before. It's more about the journey than the destination because, you know, I put that my favorite trip was Egypt. But if I had experienced that under other circumstances, it may not have been my favorite trip. Right. Um, you know, my, my husband will share that with you. He's military, travels to all these beautiful locations. Mm -hmm. He didn't enjoy it because right. it wasn't a good experience that it was, you know, not for pleasure. The memories are what makes people's destinations their favorite, I think. Oh, <laughs> I love that. We might use that as a quote. <laughs> true story in the, the cultures you get to experience and the people you meet and mm -hmm. you were in Egypt during Ramadan I was when I was graduating from with my doctorate mm -hmm. actually at the same time my husband was coming back from a very long deployment we had decided like a year prior maybe more than that mm -hmm. that we were going to take a trip just the two of us which we never we never do oh. And I want to say he picked the destination because I don't think that Egypt was on my bucket list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he picked the destination. And so we, uh, right after graduation, it was like a week after, I think, we went on this, this trip. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know very much about their culture. Right. Was so that person that's like, we're going to see the pyramids, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what right? you see in Egypt. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Which were beautiful, by the way. It was amazing. Just the whole thing's amazing. Mm -hmm. What's really amazing is that, you know, you see it on TV and there's these ginormous pyramids. Yeah. But when you're there, it's like not even two, three mile. I'm bad at math, so it might be more right. than that. But um, like people live right there. Like they're looking out really? of their windows and there's like a pyramid. And they're looking at the pyramid? <laughs> yes. I never would have thought that. You know, if it was in the United States, like, uh -huh. gosh, can you imagine how much you would pay for a property that right, had exactly. a pyramid view? <laughs> Over there, it's actually like an impoverished area really? that is facing that. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy that for them. This is like every day. The tour guide, what, who was amazing also, mm -hmm. was prepping us, uh, which I appreciated. Yeah. And he said, you know, just so you know, Ramadan starts. I think it was starting the next day. Mm -hmm. And I was just lost, you know, I'm like, what is Ramadan? Exactly. Like, I, I didn't know. Exactly. And my husband's a little more versed in culture than me mm -hmm. because of his job. And so he starts explaining it to me. I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that night I'm on my phone, like looking it all up, trying <laughs> to understand. Watching that was just amazing for anybody that's going over there during that time. They kick off a cannon. <laughs> really? <laughs> the sun goes down. And you should know that because it's scary if you don't know right. that. Their dedication to that is kind of amazing. It's exactly. very hot and dry over there. Right. And they do not eat. They do not drink while the sun is up. Our tour guide was mm -hmm. talking the whole day to us. Wow. Without drinking. Isn't that amazing? And I'm just, more than that, was to watch when the sun went down, the streets lit up. Like, really? everybody came out and they had these like in an alleyway, they'd have these long tables that they set up and the whole neighborhood would talk about a block party. The whole neighborhood <laughs> would, um, would come to the tables and the kids are running around the streets. And it was amazing. Tasha, it I really was amazing. I was just like, this is this is great. And you were there and got to witness it. Yeah, it was 
It was quite an experience. I, I very much enjoyed it. In fact, probably being there during Ramadan is what made it one of my favorite experiences. Exactly. And my being there with my husband, of course. Of but, course. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. you too, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being there during that, it was just amazing. Oh, I love I that. tried and I tried the, the one day I was like, I'm not going to eat or drink anything either. Yeah, um, I didn't, didn't eat anything, but I was like, sir, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> water. You had to drink some water. I needed water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is so great. I love that your phone is your favorite accessory. <laughs> and when you said that, you know, favorite people to travel with is your love which you just talked about your husband and your family. Yeah. It's I was, just, I was hoping yeah. I could do two. Cause I was like, I yes. can't choose between the, yes. I can't choose between the two. <laughs> and let me say that I put my phone on there, not because it's my phone, but I was like, this is most important because I can communicate yes. with people. Yeah. I can take pictures. If I get lost, which anybody that knows me knows that doesn't take very much, you know, I can use my phone to get back to wherever I'm supposed to be. Exactly. I can research on it. I mean, literally, it was like the accessory that was most important. That's why I love that. I thought that was so great. I was like, oh, that's so good. And you said that you are a cultural craver. That's kind of like what what fuels you when you're traveling. And me too. That's exactly how I am. You all can read more about Natasha uh, in our show notes. And I'm so glad that you got your platinum passport stamped with us today. Thanks, Natasha. Thank you. (laughs) It wasn't until Natasha encouraged me to include hosting a podcast on my list of goals during our mentor relationship that I actually began to take the steps to move the idea into reality. Who can you positively encourage in your world? You will never know how your positive reinforcement and support may inspire someone to pursue a dream, a goal, or to persevere in a difficult situation. Whatever your dream is, or whatever the difficult circumstances you may be facing at this moment, allow me to encourage you. Take the next step. Don't give up. You, just like Natasha did, can continue to persevere and to say yes to the unexpected. You have no idea the opportunities that are waiting for you on the other side. Your platinum passport has been stamped. I look forward to seeing you at our next destination.